Welcome to The Realities of Race, a show that is dedicated to normalizing discussion around race and racism within our society by amplifying the voices of people of color. I'm your host, Abby Stoa. I'm also a Chinese American, and with that, have experienced and witnessed what it's like to be a racial minority in the U.S. My hope is with this podcast, people can use this as a tool to not only learn more about race, but learn how to be an ally to those of color. Each episode brings a new guest with a unique background and a fresh discussion or interview concerning topics in which race plays a role. So if any of this sounds interesting, make sure to stick around. Welcome to episode three of The Realities of Race. In this episode, I'm joined by Esperanza Guerrero, where we discuss many topics, including the feeling of being in between within our racial and cultural communities. I learned a lot through this discussion with Esperanza, and I think you will too. So without further ado, here is episode three of The Realities of Race. I'm joined now by Esperanza Guerrero, a student at North Dakota State University. Esperanza, thank you so much for joining me and being willing to talk about discussion around race. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, anytime. So first off, I just want to ask you, what led you to come on here and talk about race with me today? I know you kind of reached out to me when this podcast, when the first episode came out and saying how you were interested and would be willing to speak. Can you talk a little bit more about what called you to be willing to speak and why you're so open and honest about this? Yes. Well, um, just like I, it's not even like that I've had so many experiences of like, um, you know, like with race and anything like that, but like just seeing it around me and especially like the time that we're living in now, I think it's really important for us to be talking about this because a lot of people are like sweeping it under the rug or just don't like feel uncomfortable about talking about this when it's like, really important that we do you know like we're supposed to be um like diverse and like accepting of everyone so like how are we supposed to do that if we can't talk about it you know yeah definitely i definitely i totally agree and can you uh just let the audience know how you identify racially and culturally yes so um my dad is from Mexico and my mom is from the Philippines, but I was born here. So I, I technically like identify as Mexican Filipina American. It's like kind of a mouthful, but yeah. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how do you think being a part of multiple communities has affected the way that you grew up and the experiences you had? Cause I know as myself, as a Chinese adoptee, there's multiple communities that you're a part of and you're trying to balance all that and fit in growing up. And how, how was that for you growing up? Well, I see, I use this, I actually use this like example in like my, (laughs) in like my college applications. And it's like something that has stuck with me for a while. It's not even like that big of a deal, but it definitely like showed me the difference, like from me and my surroundings. Right. So I'm from like, you know, the suburbs of Minnesota and, um, you know, both my parents are immigrants. And so in the house, like my dad will speak to me in Spanish. Right. And my mom doesn't really know like Tagalog, which is like the language that they speak in the Philippines, but, um, she can like understand it. So I've been like surrounded by like Tagalog from my grandma and then Spanish from my dad and then English from like everywhere else. Right. Um, but 
like for example like back at home we'll always be like salute whenever someone like sneezes like and that means like it's basically like the bless you in like spanish but it just means like for your health right so like every time i'd be like oh like salute whenever someone would sneeze so at school i remember like in elementary school i was like someone sneezed and i was like salute and they were like what it's bless you and i was like oh <laughs> sorry like <laughs> i didn't mean to be like that but like that's i think that's a prime example of like between you know being in between of like having spanish being spoken at home and then going out into like the world and just doing like english you know and people not knowing like necessarily where i'm coming from with like words that i say or something like that but yeah and do you think which community do you most resonate with or most feel a part of within your identity do you think yes so see that's oh i love and hate that question because i i don't want to feel like um i don't want to feel like only one side you know but like it happens right so i would say i'm more like identify with my like Mexican side because yeah like my dad knows Spanish he knows all these things like we've done like Spanish like Mexican traditions and stuff we visit my family in Mexico like we visit them we visited them a lot when I was like younger but like with my Filipino side or Filipina side um it's just like I've never really explored it like I've grown up listening to like cumbia like Mexican cumbia and stuff but like from my Filipina side like it's just it's almost kind of non-existent, which makes me a little sad sometimes, you know, because I want to I want to be able to get in touch with that side because I am like, that's who I am. Right. So, like, I've never been to the Philippines. Um, I've never met some of my aunts and uncles and like family members from the Philippines. I've never spoken a word of Tagalog. Like, I've never listened to like Filipino music or watched like Filipino things or like tried to get, you know, in touch with it. So long story short <laughs> i more identify with my mexican mexican side since um i've been more exposed to it yeah and i i feel like i can relate to that too a lot as a chinese american who is also adopted being raised by parents who are not chinese who are white i feel like i don't know if you felt this but it's a lot of trying to get in touch with a lot of different pieces of your identity and unfortunately for me much like you I feel like I'm not super in touch with the Chinese aspect of my identity right like I don't know if you feel this but you know you know that you're for you Filipino and for me Chinese but then sometimes when you look in the mirror you don't feel that way like you're like oh wait I you know, a lot of yes, times I yes. forget I'm Chinese. <laughs> like, yes, like, yes. I, I, because I've been raised, not that this is a good or bad thing, because it's just how it how it works, I think, with adoption. But you kind of let go of a lot of your identities when you're brought into a new country, obviously. So mm -hmm. for me, I don't Yeah, sometimes I just, I forget. And it's like, oh, wait. Yeah, I, yes. I, I am a person of color. Like, I, oh, I kind of forgot about that. Just because you're so out of touch with that piece of your identity. Um, but for you, I feel like I've felt this a lot. Do you feel like people who are part of the Filipino community don't really fully accept you because you don't like act the part or, you know, whatever? 
however that yes works. yes um actually i would say even more with like the mexican kind of community that um i'm surrounded by not like i don't want to say that they're not accepting but like it's like i since i haven't really been exposed to like my filipino side like I don't like I've never really met someone who's like, you know, 100% like Filipino or like my family from the Philippines. Like I've never met them. So I don't know if they would accept me or not. But I know like for my Mexican side, like, um, like specifically with Spanish, right? Like right now I'm minoring in Spanish and I still like I struggle so much with the language. So like not being like bilingual, like makes me feel maybe not like ashamed, but like like disappointed in myself that like, oh, like, why am I not able to be like my dad in this way where like he knows two languages and he's like really good at both of them. And um, like another like good example too is like um, my family, like I'm very pale. <laughs> like I'd say I'm pretty pale. So my family in Mexico, um, when I was younger, sometimes they would call me gringa. And that means just like kind of like a white girl basically, but it's almost I don't know if I would call it a slur, but like, it's not a good thing. And yeah. like, my dad hates it. Like when they, or hated it when they called me that. Cause he was like, like, she's one of us, right? Like it shouldn't matter how I look or how I act, but I definitely do feel like way more Americanized. And then like, in a way, sometimes I feel ashamed of that because yeah, like I'm not getting in touch with my Mexican or Filipina side. Yeah, and I, I feel like I can relate to a lot of that too, with especially with being accepted within your community, because obviously growing up and being raised by white parents, it makes sense that I'm more Americanized, like it wouldn't make sense for them to be white mm -hmm. and then raise me as, you know, somebody <laughs> who is fully and culturally Chinese. It, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. But I, I can definitely resonate you with like the name calling and not necessarily the slurs, but just like the just names that aren't very necessary. Like for me, um, when I was younger and a lot of the um, students who are Chinese or Asian at school, they call me like a banana or a Twinkie. Oh, no. Like yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow it's on not, the outside, but white good. on the inside. That's yeah, what they. Yeah. 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 yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. As as me, you get it. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like, oh gosh, some of these names we could go on all day. I bet. But, no, uh, literally. Like, sorry to interrupt, but like, I no, I don't know what it was. Sometime in like high school, I was like really interested in like what are all these like racial slurs? Like, where do they come from and everything? And like, I looked up on Wikipedia like these racial slurs. There's a, there's a ton, bro. There's a ton, and there's like yeah, like the ones that you just said like uh, banana or Twinkie for like Asian Americans, right? But then there's also like you know they they use apple towards like Native Americans where they're like red on the outside, white on the inside. I'm like, what is this? What is this? Yeah, that oh, it's like who thought to like sit down and come up with words to intentionally hurt someone hurt someone like whoever that was you need to get a life like, yeah they literally they need to get a life oh my god like the list goes on and on yeah it's just it's just crazy and kind of going back to what you said about the communities and feeling just disappointed like i wanted to i remember like within middle school and even now in going into college next year I am very much on a mission to get more in touch with 
um, you know, like my Chinese side of my identity. And I feel like when people would call me, you know, Twinkie, Banana, Mm-hmm. whatever their names are I feel like I would kind of laugh it off but now when I look back I that's not funny <laughs> yeah yeah really you're like because yeah you're like wait a second this isn't right like they shouldn't be calling me this this yeah. that's not fair yeah and I mean for those who disagree with that or say well it is kind of true it completely ignores other pieces of my identity like my race is not the only thing about me and you know maybe if I act more white and Americanized that doesn't mean that I'm any less of somebody who is Chinese Mm -hmm. um and I think you know going forward and going into college I want to get more in touch with that and you know learn Mandarin Chinese and um learn more about Chinese New Year and just a bunch of things, but I want to also be able to balance all of that, right? And I'm sure that you can relate yes. to that too. Is kind of um, getting in touch with all pieces of your identity. But I feel like, and you can totally speak to this too. I feel like within our society, it's so hard to do that because society is like, okay, there are all these little boxes, and you can't fit into multiple. You have to pick, mm-hmm. you know, one. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with especially with race, I feel like it's like. No, if you're black and white, what you know, you're not accepted into both, but then you're expected yes. to act a certain way. Yes, and I yep. feel like that is just like it's just so wrong in so many I, ways. Yes, it's it's very like it, it's it's a struggle that a lot of people don't even realize that it it is a struggle that a lot of people do struggle with that because they're like, if I'm not accepted into this community that I'm supposed to be a part of and I'm not accepted into this other one, then who am I, right? Like, what what am I going to do? So, like, that's just, like, yeah, it's, like, really sad because I know a lot of people, like, struggle with that. Yeah, and I feel like it's hard, too, because a lot of those communities, especially, like, for... Um, like the Chinese community, they're very based off of like their foundation is tradition. And, you know, you women act a certain way and men act a certain way. And so I feel like that's very hard to sometimes for the like for my Chinese community, except me, because I don't speak Chinese. I don't I'm not, you know, the stereotypical, you know, good Chinese girl, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> of what they think is the good Chinese girl of keeping quiet and um, kind of, I don't want to say submitting to men, that sounds really bad, but you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not giving pushback. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I don't really know if that's kind of the same deal within the uh, Mexican and Filipino community, but I feel like that's just kind of where I lie within that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I think, like, yeah, without, like, growing up with a lot of diversity around me, like, it really has, like, Americanized me. Um, And so, I yeah, I think especially, like, I can only really speak for my Mexican side because, like I said, I've never really met my Filipino family and stuff like that. Um, But, yeah, like, with my Mexican side, it's, like, sometimes, like, I don't want to say look down upon. I know I I keep saying, like, I don't want to say this. But, like, I'm just trying to think of the right word because, like, yeah, like, um, again, we go back to, like, the Spanish example. Like, sometimes 
when I speak Spanish, I'll say it like really in like a really like American accent. And my dad's like, you say it like so American. I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> or like, I don't like, I don't really like spicy food. And my dad's like, you're not, you're not a Guerrero anymore. And I'm like, <gasps> and those are just jokes that we say, but it's like, you know, like that kind of stuff. I'm like, shoot, am I, like, am I really like, yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I feel like I can relate a lot to that too. Of like, you know, they're not joking. Or you, sorry, sorry, take it back. You know, they're not no. being serious. But then, because of like my own insecurity with balancing those two communities, I automatically feel insecure. Like, yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember. Um, I can't remember who it was, but I can't even remember where I heard this from, but. I heard like if you don't if you're Asian and you don't like bubble tea, you're not really Asian. Yes. And it's like I don't like bubble tea, but I would really like to think that my drink preference does not depend on my race. Right? No, yeah, they, they people like post stuff like that all the time where they're like, Yeah, if you yeah. don't know what this is, you're not actually Filipino or you're not actually Mexican. Like I'm like, oh gosh, oh no. <laughs> like yeah or it's like are you even chinese if you haven't watched such and such a movie 500 times mm -hmm. and it's like okay i guess i'm not chinese then because i haven't even seen that movie <laughs> once um yeah. i wouldn't understand it because it's in chinese uh, which i guess is just another dig that they'd throw at me but mm -hmm. yeah i think it's i think it's really interesting and i think it's hard to as you said growing up in a suburb that's predominantly white and I think it's harder to embrace your own culture and minority standard or minority status mm -hmm. when there aren't that many people who look like you you know <laughs> yes yes yeah. no I 100% agree like I, I like if I'm not surrounded by it like uh majority of the time like how am I supposed to you know be more in more in touch with it right like I'm just gonna be <laughs> Americanized right or you know like I remember like we learned these two terms and I did you take AP human geography I did yes I did okay I don't know if you remember but we learned like two terms like assimilation versus acculturation I think okay so assimilation is totally forgetting any part of your past culture and acculturation is keeping a big piece of that, but then also kind of conforming to, you know, American standards or whatever the standard is. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, an example of assimilation would be, okay, so I'm from China, right? I'm more so mm -hmm. assimilated because I didn't keep up with Chinese or speak it in the house or, mm -hmm. you know, practice Chinese customs. But then acculturation, I think, is somebody who um, moves to a new country and speaks their native language in their house. But then yes. like, when they go into society, they kind of act more American or whatever, whatever country they're in, I guess. Is mm -hmm. that right? Yeah, yeah. That's I was just going to bring up that example with like a uh, acculturation and um yeah, I wish I wish I were more like that, right? Like I feel like I'm kind of, you know, like 
like, I don't want to say I've assimilated, but in a way I do feel like that. But then also like, yeah, like my dad speaks to me in Spanish, but I can't fluently speak back. So I don't know. That's just, again, that struggle. It's just, it's hard. Cause yeah, with your surroundings, it's like, I don't really have many other people to practice my Spanish with or anything like that. Yeah. And I feel like for me, obviously, since my parents are not Chinese, they don't think it's weird that I don't speak Chinese or can't speak it fluently. But when I traveled back to China um, a couple years ago, twice, I traveled back two separate times over the course of a year. Um, like on the outside, obviously, I'm Chinese. So people would just start randomly speaking to me in Chinese. <laughs> and I would be like, I'm sorry, what? And you could see they were like, wait. <laughs> what just happened is like is, they're like I could tell they're like is this like Freaky Friday with like a white girl <laughs> like like what is happening and it was you know it's it's funny to a point but then at some point when they just keep speaking to you in Chinese and you're like I literally I don't know any Chinese like, I'm sorry like, <laughs> I'm so and sorry I, I, oh my god and I it's so bad because I put it on myself sometimes because they would give me something or you know I'd order something and I would pretend to you know be all culturally um competent and I'd be like shay shay and then they just spout off and then I'd be like oh crap what I just <laughs> you're like oh no <laughs> but um yeah it's interesting kind of having that feeling of being in between and what do you think people misinterpret with that because I feel like I feel like it's not talked about a lot right because I feel like well okay I shouldn't I shouldn't say that I'm not even gonna say that that was gonna sound really bad but (laughs) um I feel like people just don't really realize how big of an issue it is if you're not that if you're not in that situation right so what Mm -hmm. do you think people misunderstand with you know, feeling like you're part of two separate racial and cultural identities? Mm, well, I think I think a lot of people just um, don't even really, I guess they don't even really think about it, right? Like, I will tell people, yeah, I'm, I'm um, Mexican and Filipina, and they're like, oh, cool. And I think they just automatically think I've like been accepted into both communities because I've identified myself as being part of both. Um, but that's not necessarily true. Um, and also kind of the same thing where, you know, how I was like, I don't really want to like pick a side that I'm like, you know, closer to, I think like, yeah, specifically like when I talk with friends, they associate me more with my Mexican side. Like a lot of my friends that I've, you know, had for like, a couple of years now, you know, they're, they're like, oh yeah. And your mom speaks Spanish too. Right. I'm like, no, she's like Filipina. Like she doesn't like, she'll hear my dad speak Spanish sometimes, but like, she doesn't actually know Spanish. Like she's not Mexican at all. And a lot of people get that impression that my mom is also Mexican. So then they're like, oh, so SP must just be Mexican American. You know, like they totally forget about that, like Filipina side that I have, which in a way kind of makes sense. Cause I never really talk about it that often either. Right. Yeah, I feel like I can relate to a lot of that, too, with being adopted into a new family. I feel like a lot of my family members and even some of my friends 
they completely forget the fact that I'm even adopted and don't know my biological parents. That's like the biggest thing. Like, oh yeah, I forgot you're adopted. And obviously like it kind of makes sense because I was brought into the family when I was about one year old. So, I mean, I was pretty much came in as a baby, so it wasn't really that, you know, noticeable of a, of a difference. It's not like I was nine. Um, and that probably would have been no- more noticeable, but, um, you know, because I came in at such an early age, I feel like my family members just completely forget that I am adopted or Chinese or, you know, they forget a lot of these pieces of my identity. Like I remember one time, um, I oh, I can't remember who I was talking to, but I was talking to a family member about COVID-19 and the concerns I had with that. And I said, yeah, like I'm, I'm just a little more concerned because being adapted, or I didn't even say being adapted. I said, I'm just a little more concerned because I don't know my family history, you know, medically. So if there's something going on, I don't know that. And they kind of looked at me and they're like, wait what like how do you not know your family's medical history like the parents and then they're like oh yeah you're yeah you're adopted and it's like yeah like (laughs) yeah I understand how and why they would forget but I also feel like it's almost completely ignoring a piece of who I am Mm -hmm. and while it's understandable it's like okay can we make an effort here to acknowledge everybody's identity? Yes, yes. You know, backgrounds. And like for you, like I'm sure that's very annoying when people just like hear one thing because, mm-hmm. you know, as you said, it, it completely ab- blinds the fact that you're a part of multiple communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just think it's really interesting how people don't really make the effort to acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, kind of the last thing that I wanted to cover with you. It's been so fun talking to you. Yes. Um, I feel like you know, it, it's so stimulating for me to relate and learn and hear about other people's perspectives, especially as people of color. I feel like it just makes it twice as interesting. Um, but I guess before you leave here today, what would be one thing action piece of advice um you could give somebody who is looking to be an ally to those of color um it could be you know towards your community specifically or towards people of color in general or what um what advice would you give people who are looking to learn more be better be an ally whatever they so choose yeah. Um, I would say I don't really have like any specific resources or anything like that, but I'd definitely say to like anyone and everyone who's hearing this, uh, just really like educate yourself. That's like the number one thing that I would recommend for everyone to do, because it's just like, again, like with that, that professor that I said earlier, like, I know she didn't mean harm by it. Cause I think she was just like oblivious to the fact that she was using that word. And I've met plenty of other people, um, you know, throughout my lifetime who are just kind of oblivious and naive to the fact that what they're saying again kind of bringing it back to the beginning where like what you say can affect you know these people and people of color and then we're like what you know like I can't speak for everyone but at least for me like it's like it's just it's not 
good to you know be not educated so i think the best thing that you could do is to just be like educate yourself on like these different things these different cultures communities um get to know someone who is a person of color like uh get to know people's backgrounds and stuff because everyone has a different story so the more you learn and the more you've experienced it experienced like um all these different things like you can just be an ally to them right like help them out like be i understand like you won't fully understand what they've gone through, but like, I understand where you're coming from. Right. Well, thank you SB uh, for joining me. It means a lot. It's great discussing with you. Um, and thank you so much for giving us your perspective. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. This was really fun. Um, yeah. And that was episode three of the realities of race. A big thanks to Esperanza for joining me and a big thanks to you for listening. If you enjoyed this one, feel free to come back in the next couple weeks. I'm not sure what the topic will be, but I know it will be more of a discussion style again. Uh, For now, thank you for listening. Keep rocking it like you probably are, and I'll see you next time.